0: Shine, shine on the one that's gone and said goodbye. Thank you very much, Mr. Vince Gill, and uh, Happy New Year to you, folks. Uh, that's right. That's the Father coming to you on the Father podcast in the year 2021. Hoping you all had a great New Year, had a great uh, time putting <laughs> 2020 behind you, as I'm sure a lot of people. Uh, we're looking definitely forward to to the positivity that a new year will bring. Of course, uh, a lot has to change, it doesn't change overnight, but I think sometimes when you have the, the positive outlook, the, the glass half full outlook, um, when, you have the, when you have that light, it can show you the way a little bit better, show you uh, uh, the path you need to take, and that optimism is so, so important. And today, we're going to get into marketing, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, We're going to get into where marketing should be in 2021, uh, where the attention is, you know, why you see so many big companies, um, they either do the bare minimum and they put it in the wrong place or they spend a lot of money, (laughs) but they put it in the wrong place. And you see a lot of smaller companies really starting to gain traction, And it's all based on marketing and attention. Uh, And so if you're a small business owner out there, whether you have a restaurant or a service like a cleaning service, or you have a trade like landscaping, uh, bricklaying, construction, fence building, you know, whatever you got, um, you know, it doesn't, you know, honest to goodness, your marketing budget doesn't matter if you don't know how to use it. And so, you know, I think there's going to be a lot of value as we get into this here in the next segment because honestly, goodness, guys, you know, effective, efficient <laughs> spending of your dollars is going to be a lot better than just throwing money out the window, throwing money at something, hoping something will hit. And we're going to talk about that. And the difference between, um, you know, how many at-bats are you going to get with a customer or your potential at-bats? In any marketing campaign, because people can spend a lot of money and they can go out there and they can hope that, you know, they've spent all this money, they've got, you know, a couple pieces of content, whatever, they've done the old school marketing, and now they're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring. And they're waiting for their at bat. And I'm going to talk about the ways you can go about it where. You know, you've got your customers coming to you, you're going to get a lot of at-bats and it's the way you approach the marketing, your branding and everything else. So um, without further ado, let's get into the marketing and advertising in 2021 and what I can do for you and what's worked for the Sodfather the last year. so marketing 2021 now i'm going to preface this by saying i can only give you my personal opinion on this what has worked for us what has worked for me uh to give a bit of context to this okay uh we took a business that was doing about 100,000 square foot a year um in calgary of sod scaled that to over a million square feet uh branch from calgary now to edmonton branch in edmonton and a branch in the lower mainland we have distribution lines out to interior bc um, into invermere and all that so we have a good you know just in calgary alone to be able to scale that up from a hundred thousand to over a million and then to branch out like this this is my point of view on how things and how my uh you know techniques and marketing can be effective for you. I'm just like everybody else. I'm the soft father, but I'm just like everybody else. And you know, ultimately the difference and the growth we saw, you know, it was based on these techniques that worked for me. And I truly believe that if you're in a, as I said, you could be a maid, you could be a restaurant, you know, you could be another tradesperson, contractor, whatever. There's Always a chance for you to grow your business because, hey, making $3,000 is good, but making 6000 is better, like that type of thing, right? You know, the more you can grow your revenue, the more you can take care of your family and the more you can grow your business. And if you put your vis, if you implement values in your business like we do, where you're giving quality service, you know, people over profits, um, you're doing it in a manner where it's win-win for everybody, And ultimately that's the goal. So with that being said, I mean, let's talk about it. Uh, Obviously we've had success scaling and it's something I've stumbled onto, but it's something that, you know, I kind of, I stumbled into it thinking, you know, I'll start a little bit of social media pages, whatever. And I just let my hair down and I started creating content guys. And I noticed uh, when I was looking at my budgets my marketing everything else you know I said to myself okay well you know I, I had meetings with radio stations and they wanted $15,000 for not that much ad time right uh, you know I looked at you know billboards and bus stops and and all this type of stuff and you know the money that they wanted for this I thought was outrageous and I'll tell you why I thought it was outrageous because you know you if you're in the radio business yeah of course you say we're gonna to have tons of listeners you can't really quantify how many listeners right like you can't like you, you can't quantify or you can't you know the people that are listening are going to hear your ad but are they interested in your service right so you're putting a lot of money into a situation where you might not have a whole lot of attention you know radio you're there to listen to sports And for every 100,000 people listening for sports, you might get like five people that need landscaping. The return on investment on a $15,000 investment uh, is just not, (laughs) it's not a good deal anyway. You slice it, you know, not in this day and age. Um, Same with these bus stops and these billboard ads. People drive by it, but I'll tell you what, this isn't the old days of people driving in their Buicks and looking out and about and around, we have a major problem with distracted driving as it is. There's laws in place, and we all know that people still don't obey those distracted driving laws. People are fiddling with their phones. They're fiddling with the touch screens in their cars. They're talking, you know, they don't, the, the, the billboards are all right, but they're definitely not as effective as they used to be. Okay, so again, your ROI on that is probably not gonna be too good. So you got to think about these things. These are all old school marketing techniques in a different time and a different age. Uh, And so when I was doing these social media pages and and essentially it was just Facebook, um, I started getting into the sponsored ads, right? Doing the targeted boosting ads. And this is all something... And guys, this this is me just basically shedding light on things you can do for your own business here and why it's important you fiddle with these things. Uh, You know... I basically discovered that yeah you can go ahead and you can go on there and you can for your return on investment so say a twenty investment in one piece of content uh, can yield you about six to ten thousand people seeing it um, and you can select within that you know people's interest you can you can basically decide uh, who you want to market to because Facebook as you know, Uh, knows everything you do all the time. That's no secret. It is what it is. Um, But you can use that to your advantage. And and you can basically, you know, people are on Facebook and and liking gardening posts and looking at sod companies and this and that. Facebook knows that. And you're able to put them or your ad in front of them. So what what I'm saying is this, is when you're looking at doing advertising, what I've found is, you have to go where the attention is. People aren't paying attention to radio. They're not paying attention to billboards. They're not. I guarantee you. No one's looking at a billboard to get a landscaper, especially for us. No one's getting looking at a billboard to get a deck builder or a maid service. They're not. You know, they're, they're more apt to be going on their phones and looking, right? And so the attention's there. So now how do you communicate to them where their attention is that you're the company for the job? Well, you do that through marketing online through social media, okay? Because everybody does stuff on social media and it can tell you where their attention is. So as I say, if someone's searching for landscaping on Facebook, okay? Facebook knows that I'm marketing towards people that have interest in landscaping. The next time that person goes on Facebook, there's a good chance they're going to see our ad. Facebook knows that they're paying attention to landscaping, to sod. So they go in there and they make sure that the money we're spending is being put to people that actually want to use our services. Okay. That is so crucial, man. This is so simple, but a lot of older businesses don't understand social media or they want to hire people, young people, people, 20 years old, that think they know social media that don't necessarily understand the ROI or the cost benefits. Uh, or, or the budgeting to actually make this work. Um, you have to get your hands dirty. And, and you get in there. And as you start fiddling with it. You can really find a lot of success. In in doing certain advertising. Um, based on. The needs of your consumer. The needs of your clients. It, it, it's just as simple as that. But. The catch is. As I've said before. With the websites and everything else. You can't hire someone to do it. Like you can, but you're not, if you, you can't roll up your sleeves and get your hands dirty and understand what you're investing your money in, then you're not going to have a good return on investment. Uh, so we started rolling with that. And as that grew, um, you know, Facebook, Instagram, uh, a lot of attentions on Instagram now because in social media, as many things they age up. So, you know, if you're a trades person, you're looking to say you're doing renovations, contracting, what you're going to need to do is you want to be on Facebook because Facebook was great. Like I'm 30 years old, but Facebook came out when I was 15 years old. So I've been using that now I'm 30, but all the 20 year olds and 25 year olds that came out when Facebook was a thing, they're in their forties now. They're the ones that are buying houses that need to be renovated, right? They're still, they have their families now, they're doing all these things. It's not a starter home anymore. So when you look at that, everything ages up. So the average age of the user on Facebook has now moved to that older bracket. So understanding the attention's there for us. Instagram too is aged now into the 30s, 40s, right? As well, 20 to 48 range. So that's in that range. Now we're marketing on there as well. We have a big heavy push on Instagram. Um, and then eventually what's going to happen, guys, you know, whether you like TikTok or not, TikTok is going to be the next big thing too. And every, every single guy that knows marketing or social media is going to be telling you that if you're actually got your ear on the ground and listening Cause it's just simple. TikTok has taken off. It started as a you know a stupid little thing for you know teenagers to dance around and have fun, which is great if you're a teenager. But if you're a 30 year old guy like me, you're not exactly you know doing a dance, right? <laughs> I can't dance. Trust me, I got two left feet. But um, it's aging up. You see a lot of 30 year olds on there now. You see a lot of moms now. I've gotten involved and and dads doing stuff with their kids, and it's starting to be age up even as we speak. So. Understanding now your clients, we've talked about this before. What are your clients? What are their needs? Understanding who you're marketing to and who you, who are servicing? As we've said in other podcasts now, how can you connect with them? How can you get their attention? Well, their attention's on their phone. Everybody's glued to their phone. Okay. People are on their computer. They're on their phone. The minute a TV show goes to commercial, if they can't fast forward the PVR, Okay, and this has been said a million times. It, everybody knows this. If you, if you know, you're going to look at your phone it's, at the end of the day. You're not going to watch the ads on TV. If you can't fast are you're going to look at your phone. The attention's on your phone. It's in Facebook. It's in Instagram. It's going to be in TikTok. So if you're looking to, to, to get to consumers, you have to know first off and foremost, that's where their attention is. Okay, now you've established, you know where their attention is. Now you've got to create content okay, to catch their eye. One of the big mistakes people think about when they're doing their content is they think, well, here's my marketing budget, you know? I'm gonna create like five great, I'm gonna put all, I'm gonna make five great pieces of content, that's it, and I'm gonna dump my whole budget into that. I'm gonna take, say I got a $2,500 budget and I'm gonna make five great pieces of content, put $500 behind each one and let it run all summer. It will not work because content, guys, ladies, is subjective. Quality is subjective. Quantity is not. So here's the thing. You can think an ad's great that you've done a piece of content, a copy, right? You can, your slogan, your picture, you this or that. You may think it's really great. But if you only do five of those, okay, you're putting all your money into it. You better be damn sure that you did a good thing and chances are you don't know. As I say, it's subjective. So you have to learn how to use your budget in a way that's effective. A lot of big companies come out with these big ads. They put a bunch of money into it. I've seen the same damn Papa John's ad on my phone for the last six months. It's not making me want to. Nothing about it's inspiring me. I almost get annoyed when I see it because it's telling me they don't think they're good enough to 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 do to do something to catch my attention they're they're okay with the status quo of just showing me a slice of pizza and that for that reason alone i i see a slice of pizza i'm gonna want their pizza half the time when i see their ad i do want pizza the only problem is they don't want make me want their pizza they make me think of an actually good quality pizza i want to eat so this is the point about subjective ads And so as I say, a lot of companies, they they do the bare minimum. You know, you take five ads, you put a big bunch of money into them. And before you know it, you're not getting a big return on it, right? You're getting some views, you're getting this and that. But you're going, geez, well, this is great. I think this is great. And why am I, you put all this money into marketing. Why is it not working? Because it's subjective. Because if your pieces of content aren't good, and there are only five of them, you're limiting yourself and your ability to communicate and and get the attention of your customer. And if your ads aren't good, your copy isn't good. Your content isn't good. Okay. And if you put all your money into that, it doesn't matter how much money you put in, you're not, you're not getting anybody interested. So when you're going into marketing in 2021, it's very, very important that you do not take the minimum approach. Minimalism in advertising is out the window. We're in a day and age now where we can all do our own marketing from the comfort of our homes with the phones in front of us. So as long as we take photos and document the work we actually do, uh, which is obviously something you should be doing so you can use that to advertise. You can't, you, you know what I mean? So in this day and age, when you need to get people's attention and you go to where the attention is, You have to look at your marketing budget. You have to say to yourself, okay, obviously I want to market, you want to have some really good content, some main ads. That's great. That's the stuff you build. That's the bones of your system, right? But that doesn't mean that's all you do. You don't just cook a pizza with just the dough. Your main content, your five big piece of content that you're going to run for the next little bit, that's great. That's the dough on your pizza, but pizza needs sauce, pizza needs cheese, needs pepperoni. All right? So you got to sprinkle in these other toppings. And when you're looking at your budget and you look at your marketing plan, there's tons of room normally to put out content daily. And take a tiny bit of that marketing budget to making sure that the content you put out daily gets gets moved around and seen. Okay, how do you get someone's attention? Well, you stay persistent and you can't be persistent with five pieces of content. You have to be persistent in, in doling out content daily, every other day. Every company should be putting out at least one piece of content one, every day or every second day during their, you know, their operations. If you're putting out one piece of content a week, you're never going to get anybody's attention. You have to persistently show why you are a quality company that people should go with, okay? You, someone sees you once, you kind of see it, but then someone sees you two or three times and they see something different every time, you know, maybe one of those times, someone's gonna really like that one piece of content you put out on the smaller scale. And then that's gonna be your end because content is subjective. So the idea here is the more content you're putting out in your marketing, the more chance you're going to have of catching someone's attention because everything is subjective. So they're going to tell you what marketing works, what content works. You're never ever going to get to that information. If you don't build other content, around your main pieces of content for marketing you're never going to do it no one's buying the cr- some people might like your pizza crust but without the rest of the toppings no one's going to buy your pizza pizzas look a heck of a lot better with cheese and pepperoni on them than they do just a crust and that's how you got to think about it guys so when you're looking at your budget you have to look at where the attention is we've done this now we can narrow down the people that we want to market to now it's as simple as going okay well maybe you'll put 30% of our market 40% of our marketing budget into the five big ads we have let's put another 30% of our marketing into the smaller daily ads you know for as little as five bucks per ad put it out there five bucks per ad is gonna yield you a thousand to fifteen hundred people, depending on your industry, of views a week on that. So, you have a lot of room in that thirty percent to put out smaller content to get that spread out. Okay, you reserve the other forty percent of your your budget. You can put that into your Google or whatever else you want to do. Okay, and what you can do now is on that thirty percent that you put out for the smaller content. Okay, You're seeing which content is actually gaining you calls. You can see the people viewing it. You can track all of this through your marketing online and social media. Now from there, you gain your return on investment because you're spending minimal amounts of dollars to get the content out. The customers are now telling you what content works for them. Now you can put that money back in, reinvest in the content people like And you can slowly up that budget and run less ads against it. And then now you're running the proper content and now you're letting your money, your budget maximize itself on social media. But again, the problem a lot of people run into is they don't want to get into the dirty nitty gritty of this. You have to spend money and you have to see where the attention goes, what hits, what doesn't, then you have to reinvest into what works. That's the number one thing you got to do. It is not good enough to just go out there and post a photo of your logo and talk and just have a thing, like a little list of services and put a bunch of money into that or a photo of this or a photo of that, something bland and generic. It's not going to work on a big scale. You blend in with everything else in the gray. So you have to be colorful. Next segment. We're going to talk about how colorful you should be and when we're doing all these pieces of content, we're going to talk about a little structure that I've come across that I find really successful and I think it could be very successful for you and I'll break down what what it should be, right? So this was more of a explaining to you where your money should go and how to maximize that budget and return it back into more investment in in a good way and that gets you on the right track for marketing in 2021. Now we're going to go into a structure that's going to really, I think, help a lot of companies um, really, you know, you've got that figured out. Now you're going to really put it to use. So uh, see you in the next segment. And man, this one's going to be a good one. I just play you that theme you may not know what that theme is that is a theme to uh, one of the most popular shows ever made called the X-Files and the reason I'm bringing this up is, is quite simple uh, because I use a structure that they've used and it seems to work really well for us now let me give you some context of this once again um, the X-Files it's, uh, it's a show about uh, early 90s show about two FBI agents Um, investigating unknown phenomenon, UFOs, aliens, monsters, all that kind of stuff. It was one of the most popular shows ever created, responsible for building uh, the Fox Broadcasting Company up to what it is today. Massively popular in the early 90s and through the 90s and uh, a massively great show. Now, one of the reasons for that, they had a really great formula. Um, They had... Throughout their seasons and in the old days, for all the young folks, the the Gen Ys out there, whatever they're called, or Gen Z, I guess. I guess I'm a Gen Y. (laughs) Um, You know, when you did a season of a TV show, it was 22 episodes long. These days, we're lucky if we get like 12 episodes on a TV show. It's really hard to invest in characters when you're barely seeing episodes, right? Like 22 in the old days, you had to have... Um, it was a lot coming at you. It's almost like what I'm talking about with content back then you had a show that was there to, every week to, to, keep you, keep your attention. But the idea with that is, is when you're doing an, an overarching season like that, or a whole bunch of stuff, you got to keep it fresh. Right? So they employed something really, really cool. They had their overall kind of story of the series, their arch, right? And the overall, overall story arch, you know, about the FBI agents and, and doing this and that. Uh, and that was sprinkled throughout the show and then you had what they used to call monster of the week and monster of the week was you know different kind of side episodes that were kind of self-contained so you know own little enjoyable things but they didn't really go with the you know they weren't exactly connected to the overall arch but they're all within the same realm and then you had like the funny episodes you know, there's funny episodes like with the were monster or, you know, um, the, the Mandela effect, funny stuff like that, right? And when you watch those, you still have, you're watching the same show, but you're, you're laughing, you're crying. And when you do all that type of stuff, you, you kind of, you fill the gambit of emotion and you keep the attention because you never know kind of what you're going to get. But, you know, it's still over all the X-Files. Now, how does this relate to marketing? And structuring your marketing plan for the year. Well, let's put it into perspective. And again, um, as I say, this has only worked for me. It's worked for a lot of people, actually, but I'm just giving you my experience. Um, I employ the same kind of arc to our landscape season and marketing as the X-Files employed on their season structure. Uh, if you look at our marketing, you can go back, you can look at Facebook, Instagram, wherever. You're going to see you know, at least once a week, you're going to see the, the bigger ads, the, not ads, the videos, the two minute marketing with lots of like really good work on it and showing our overall process and me talking and music and everything like that. And the idea between that is that's almost like those five big ads I was explaining to you earlier on a bigger scale. You're you're seeing these videos once a week of just this wonderful two, three minute process of everything we do. The overall arc of what we're talking about, which for us is we're the solid father. We do great landscape projects. We do great deliveries. This is our process. That's our overall theme of marketing for the year, whatever theme you have. Now, what about these monsters of the week? How does that relate to The Sodfather marketing, Jay, this is going to be a reach. Actually, it's not. You see, we put out daily content. The daily content isn't the overall story of the Sodfather. The daily content is the job of the day, the job of the, the monster of the week, but on a daily thing. And what that is, is it's showing us in our own self-contained projects, every day of the week, somewhere different, some cool shots kind of showing you different aspects of what we're about, different arrangements. It's still the Father. It's still, you know what we're doing, but now we're kind of showing you the jobs of the week, the jobs of the day. Through that, it's showing a consistency in attention, but it's never the same. So it's never boring. It's never, it's always something a little different. And then finally, to the end of it, um, the funny stuff right? Like, as I told you, the Wear monster, the Mandela effect, there's tons of great funny episodes of the X-Files and like and a lot of stuff like that. And, and I love that. And the late great Alex Trebek had a saying, he said, never ever um, undervalue or never ever underappreciate the value of self-deprecating humor. And sometimes you got to put your hair down and you got to laugh at yourself and you got to have fun and you got to poke fun at yourself and you got to kind of be a little goofy and uh, hey we're all regular people we all can be a little silly and so you know whenever those episodes would come up in the X-Files man it's that's funny as heck right you know it kind of they did an episode where they're filming a movie about the agents and it's just a total it's just a total crapshoot it's so funny and but they're basically mocking themselves within the whole 45 minutes of the show so but you can do that when you take yourself seriously and you have your other stuff so we employed those, we, we did videos like grass magic, where it was my Phil Dumphy impression of grass magic. You know, minimal offices. You know, I did my Hulk Hogan videos, the rest, let me tell you something, brother, the Sodfather's father's going wild. All of these things that make me look like an ass. Excuse my language. It's okay to look like an ass though sometimes, you know? I got you know, one of my workers cool dancing in slow motion. He looks like a flamingo, but whatever, it's fun. You know, the Dolly Part 9 to 5 stuff. And, you know, when you do that, it shows people, like, marketing aside, it really shows people that you have a genuine love and passion for what you're doing. You're doing great work. You're having fun. You're you're, you're not above um, reproach. You, you can laugh at yourself. You can, you can you're, you're a regular people working with regular people doing a great job. And then when you take that to marketing, It can be really effective if you set your budgets the right way. And again, because things are subjective, you might have some of these jobs of the week, jobs of the day, monsters of the week. They might be, those are some of the people's favorite movies or sorry, favorite episodes. But those might be some of the most liked photos or content videos you put out. Just those little ones that just people seem to remember something about it. Right, So, you know, you never know, but you put up this structure and sometimes the, the Hulkamania, when the Sodomania is running wild, brother, that one garnered us so much attention. We did an episode about that last year on the podcast I did. I started out with that. It's, you know, when you have that structure, you're giving people a palate to taste. So, like, again, going back to this whole pizza thing, Some people like green peppers, some people like pepperoni, some like mushroom, some like ham and pineapple, right? So by doing this, you're going to see, it's going to tell you what people like. The more you know what works for you as a company trying to market your business, whether you're a maid, a restaurateur, a tradesperson, a contractor, whatever, whatever you know what works for you to get the attention to stick with you, that's what matters. The more you can harness the attention, the more you can like know where it's coming from, the more streamlined you can streamline your budget to the things that work for marketing. When you streamline your budget on marketing to the things that matter and the things that work, okay? Because you've done all the work, you put out all this content, the customers are telling you what they like. Now you're not just, hoping for something now you you have the knowledge and knowledge is power ladies and gentlemen now you know what to do now you can streamline your budget and now you're growing now you can grow because now you're in touch and you're in tune with your consumers and it goes back to what i've always said you've got to know your customer and you got to know their needs and if you put people over profits and you focus on what the people are about, what you can do for them, what they're looking for, then they're gonna help you grow your business anyways. So, yeah, I mean, hey, the the, the, the whole process of the X-Files and, and, and the seasons, and a lot of shows do it, I just love the X-Files, so I had to, had to <laughs> get it into the podcast. But, again, you take that formula, you spread your budget the right way, Don't overextend yourself on a few pieces of content you think are great because just because you think it's great doesn't mean others. I can promise you, I've put out tons of content that I'm showing off to friends and family going, this is the one, this one's going to hit. And then I put out something, you know, totally different the next day and I I spent about a third of the time on it and it's one of my biggest hits on, on the Instagram and and on Facebook and all the advertising. You never know. So you can control the quantity, right? As I said, quality is subjective, quantity isn't. Get the quantity out and then you let the customers decide the quality and then you reinvest and you stream on your budget back down. And if you do that, you get the money you made back on the stuff that isn't hitting anyways. It ends up balancing out and growing from there. But (laughs) you've got to be able to get your hands dirty and get in there and do it. So, um, hey, these are all great things. And, uh, you know one of the other things we're going to talk about at the end is 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 you know can can you get your brand at bat? and what does that mean and how does that relate to the content you're putting out cuz now we've talked about well this is where we should put our money and how we should look at attention now we've structured kind of how we want to use where we know the attention is we're going to structure a marketing campaign to really see now to show what we are but to see now where our attention is really grabbing and now how do we put that all together and we use that to build our brand and that's what we're going to do in the uh, next segment thanks for listening guys and we'll see you in the next segment come a long way in this podcast. Now I'll tell you what, the first segment, that's a lot of nuts and bolts. That's like the first chapters of a new subject in school. It's going to be a little tough to get through and get your head around, but then once you start getting the hang of it, uh, then you get rolling and that's what we've done here. And uh, I thank you very much for listening through all of that and getting to the X-Files and now we're starting to get a, a real consistent picture of what can be successful for you in marketing your business, your small business, whatever, yourself in 2021. Now, we talked about where the attention is. We talked about where to put the money to get your, to learn where the attention is and how to not just put out a couple things and, and hope that works. And we've talked about structuring a plan and making sure you show your whole full personality as a company to people you know your overall ideas the stuff you do daily your personality your fun side all those great things they build brand ladies and gentlemen you see when you do this is the old school way it's like putting an ad in the yellow pages um back in the day if you just put out five pieces of content you're basically hoping that that con they come across that content and you're going to be able to get a swing at that. you know what i mean You're going to be able to, they're going to call you up like a pitch on a a baseball diamond, and you're going to get a swing at it. And you're hoping for that that at-bat for your business. And you don't want that, ladies and gentlemen, okay? You don't want to hope for an at-bat. You want to earn your at-bats, and there's a way you can do it. And it's by doing it this way, by basically attacking the ball, right? So what I mean by that is this, okay? When you're doing all this overall structure, what you're also doing is you're building brand. Now, the key to building brand in doing everything that I just talked about, because I know what you're saying, I know what you're thinking, you're gonna go, well, you told me to do an overall thing, and then you told me to do daily things, and you told me to be funny. Well, that sounds like a whole lot of different things. Now, what you're doing in your content, whether it be video, writing, or photos, is, you know, it has to be that structure. It can be that structure. It can be a little different. Now, what you're showing at is one thing, but your message has to remain consistent. It's all about your message, okay? Take us, for example. Last year, our message to people were, we are the gold standard in green. If you want sod, no one's going to give you a better standard of service, the gold standard, than us. Now, consistently, throughout all of our content, whether it was funny, whether it was the, the daily jobs or the overall arch, it remained consistent. I have people tell me, "Go, oh, geez, I'm so, you know, my buddies, not customers. Because, you know, at the end of the day, when you do all this advertising, your buddies actually suffer the most because they're going to see it every day on social media. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it is what it is. But, uh, oh, my goodness, Jay, you tell me you're the gold standard in green one more time. I don't know. You know, like it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, but the message has to remain consistent. Okay. Coca-Cola, you see it everywhere. It They're consistent. McDonald's, they're consistent. I'm loving it. it. Consistency in the message. When you're consistently giving the same message, which is, could be anything. Could be a slogan, whatever. You clean ducts. A cleaner duct is a, is a cleaner air for your family, that type of stuff. Whatever it be, whatever it may be. The the point is, your, your message is consistent. The more you can consistently deliver the message behind your business, and the message usually should be a value of yours, or whatever, what you're doing is, you're working to establish what your brand is, okay? You're doing all this content, you're showing your brand, your service, and now you're establishing a message, and that's what your brand represents, okay? That's branding. Then, on top of that, if your message is something like what we do, our message is always about service and value. I talk about putting people first, okay? I want to give you value because I've always been appreciative of the opportunities laid in front of me. It's not lost on me that not everybody gets these chances in life. So, we want to show our gratitude all the time. We go out of our way to do extras and this and that. We've talked about that because we want to give you the ultimate experience that comes back in the form of reviews and everything else we've talked about. Now, here's the key, and this is important for your brand and getting at bats. The more you deliver on the content you create and the interpersonal experience that you give when those people, Take on your content and give you that at that, the more reviews you're gonna get, the more positive words you're gonna get. What you're doing when you're when you're putting your money where your mouth is in these con in this content and then delivering, you're creating trust. Not only for yourself, but you're creating brand trust. And that comes back in the form of referrals, <laughs> reviews, and everything else. Now you can consistently show that content. And, consi- and you're consistently producing it because you're consistently delivering an outstanding service no matter what you do. And you've got all that support from the customers you've had, reviews, recommendations, everything. You're creating so much brand trust that now people want to throw the pitch to you. You're getting at bats all the time because you've done the work. You've mar- you put your brand in a position where people want to use your brand. Okay. This has set us apart from so many other landscaping and sod companies. Our branding says to you, we put quality and service above all. We care about our customers from start to finish. We like to deliver for people. We want to make sure you had a tremendous experience. Okay. That's brand trust. I could switch any supplier in the world right now. And of anything, sod, low, mulch, rock, whatever, it won't matter because people aren't coming to us based on the product we are giving. They're coming to us based on the service and the quality and the care and attention that we've shown them through our content. The fact that we care, that we're passionate about. We built brand trust. They trust us no matter what product we use, that they're going to be delivered with the proper experience and they're going to be taken care of. Brand trust is what matters. And you can only build it by consistently marketing towards the same message and the same goal and delivering it consistently and building up that trust. If you're just looking for one big payout here and one big payout there, one at bat and try and get as much money out of it as you can, you're not going to build brand trust. You're going to have great times when everything's busy and you're going to have horrible times when things are slow because all you were worried about was your profitability on one job. That When times get tough, people want to go with the companies they trust because their money means more to them now than ever. We're in a COVID era. People need yards for their families. They only have so much money because they're working from home, okay? they Their money is more valuable to them now than it ever has been before. So they're gonna think two, three times and do twice as much research to go out there and hire someone to give that money away. And the companies that will win are the ones that use their content and their services to build Brand trust. Brand trust equals tons of at-bats. And every time you go up there, you deliver. That's the way to execute on marketing, ladies and gentlemen. Get your content. Show your personality. Add all those toppings. See what people like. Consistently make a good pizza pie. And you're going to do really good for yourself, whatever it is. Build that trust. Don't be the company on Kijiji that has a cheap Kijiji ad that just hopes for someone to come across it, does the bare minimum. You will not ever grow your business long-term like that. Your customers are your lifeblood. Your brand trust is your lifeblood. Okay? Suppliers come and go. Companies, big corporations go out of business all the time. When you worry about making money off of doing that, instead of taking care of your customer, you're going to lose long term. Build the brand trust. Use your content. Structure your content to build the trust within your business. Go out there, execute. Put more content that you, of you executing back in. Put those reviews back in like we do. Build it up. You'd be surprised what kind of momentum you can gain by taking care of customers first. The little things matter and these matter, ladies and gentlemen, I guarantee you. So that's how you put it all together. And hey, let me tell you again, you know, you're listening to this, you know, geez, you're giving it all away. You're giving it all away. You're just telling everybody, every one of your rivals that you put, you know, you tell them all what you're doing. Let them do it. Because let me tell you something about the father and the differences. And this is a, you're going to get a little wrestling promo here. The fact of the matter is this. We've always been built on customer service. We're not built on profitability. Since I even had we at Landscaping, I've always said people over profits, memories over money. I'm in it for the right reasons. And our business and our values are structured around that. And so for us, we know the profits will come if we do the right things. We're going to continue to execute that at a high level. And in the long game, I think that gamble, that bet is going to win. I've seen a lot of companies come and go that focus on making the quick buck. They don't care about business. They don't care about customers. If, if any other rival company would want to do that for us, that's fine. They want to copy what we do. More power to them. You know what? That means at the end of the day, what we're talking about here is changing the landscape for the end consumer and that means more people are going to be taken care of better because we're setting we're leading the pack in customer service and if we can turn that around and give everybody a great experience and heck this podcast is worth it okay because people's money is worth a lot to them and it means a lot to us and hey if that changes the way things go that's wonderful love to see a lot more companies take not it doesn't matter if they're rival companies but a lot more companies take more pride in this whole customer service thing it is the most crucial thing brand trust customer service people over profits let's hope it grows from there that's what you need to do gamble on yourself on this and really really put out that content guys that's how you got to market in 2021 do it for the right reasons work your butt off be safe be happy be healthy and we'll see you in the next episode of sod father the Sodcast. The podcast. We'll see you soon. I am Jason Diler, the Sob Father, signing out.